0: Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Matthew chapter 6. But... If you'll remember, if you've been listening to the podcast at all, in a couple of podcasts ago, we were, well, been a few, I guess, but we were covering Matthew chapter five, the beginning of the, what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And in Matthew chapter five, verse 20, Jesus, he's talking to his disciples and he says, I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter The kingdom of heaven and I believe that this is the reason behind the Sermon on the Mount because I believe that it was it was uh, to teach his disciples how to be righteous how to live a godly life uh, that is pleasing to God and, and not to be a hypocrite like those religious leaders like those Pharisees because in reality they were really just pretenders They they looked apart the they sounded the part but jesus said their hearts were far from god and jesus knew these men these 12 disciples minus judas because he's going to go out and hang himself then he'll be uh, Ma- replaced by matthias but jesus knew that these men that he had just recently had gone around and hand from all walks of life he knew that these these 12 men would be taking over the kingdom uh, and building the kingdom, literally building the kingdom uh, in in the book of Acts, throughout the book of Acts, uh, when he dies on the cross. He, he knows what's coming. He, he knows what's down the road. He knows within three years, roughly three years, that he's going to be crucified on the cross, that he's going to be put in a tomb, and come out, resurrect, uh, come out of that tomb in, in the resurrection, and he'll send back to the Father, uh, 40 days after, afterward, and uh, on Pentecost, that these men would be filled with the Holy Spirit, they would preach the message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and the kingdom would take off, and it's still going to this day. But, and so what Jesus is doing is, he, he tells them, these guys were supposed to be the examples. These these religious leaders, these Pharisees, they were supposed to be pointing people to God, but they're doing the very opposite. They're, he he tells the Pharisees, he says, "You go out of your way to make a convert, but once you make them a convert, you, you you're converting them to hell." And and so Jesus is telling his disciples, "You you're just ordinary, average, everyday people, but with me, you are." Uh, extraordinary, and and you're going to be great. You're going to do great things. You're going to build the Father's kingdom, and and people thousands of years later will hear your teachings. Will hear the things that that God has done through you, and and, and they're going to have opportunities to believe. And, and but see, they don't see none of this. And so what Jesus is doing, he is pouring himself into these men to teach them how to live this godly life where their righteousness will, will go beyond that of the Pharisees. That they won't just look the part or sound the part, but that their hearts would be close to God, that they would love God and they would want to serve God. They would make God, uh, their number one priority. That everything that they do in their life would be focused around God and, and In my opinion, this is why Jesus gives this Sermon on the Mount, because he's talking to his disciples, they're on the mountainside, and crowds of people have gathered around them. And so as he's teaching his disciples, and we see that at the beginning of Matthew chapter 5, that is who he's talking to specifically. But the crowd that has gathered around on the mountainside can also hear Jesus. So they would hear what Jesus is teaching um, these 12 men. And so he is telling them their righteousness has to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. And he says in the Sermon on the Mount, this is how your righteousness, your right doings, can exceed that of the Pharisees. And that's why he says, you've heard it said, but I say to you. And it goes on and on. Um, And so he, at the end of, uh, well, about midway through chapter 6 to the end, he says, no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other you can't be divided you will be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve god and be enslaved and he specifically puts a stamp on it here you cannot serve god and be enslaved to money That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant. They don't harvest or they don't store food in barns for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than those birds? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory, and Solomon was very rich, Solomon had anything that he wanted, and and I'm sure the man dressed very well, and that's why Jesus is using him for an example here, and he says, yet Solomon, uh, uh, King, uh, uh, King David's son, in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are not here to, that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow he will certainly care for you why do you have so little faith so don't worry about these things saying what will we eat what will we drink what will we wear these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers but your heavenly father already knows all your needs seek the kingdom of god above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. But seek the kingdom of God above all else. It's got to be your top priority. God has to have your heart. Now, this is what he's telling his disciples. And live righteously. And he's, and he's saying, this is, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm explaining to you how to live righteously where God will be pleased with you. And God's going to give you everything you not want, not desire, but everything that you need. So just just think about who Jesus is talking about here, he, or talking to here. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to uh, this crowd that has gathered around because they can hear his message. These are ordinary, everyday, average people who are. Like you and me. They're trying to make a living. They're trying to survive another day. Um, some may have a little bit of money. There, there may be some there that have a lot of money. But for the most part, I think that Jesus is talking to poor people. Um, and when I say poor people, I'm talking about poor on on a social scale, I guess is is the way to put it. Uh, it's people just like you and me, back in their day. They go to work, they earn some wages so they can eat and so they can live. They make goods, and they'll go into the marketplaces to sell those goods so that they can put food on the table, so that they can put clothes on their bodies, so that they can put shoes on their feet or sandals is what they I guess what they wore back then. But they're they're just ordinary, average, everyday people just like you and me um and they would see these religious leaders these pharisees who were very rich i mean they were very very rich they were very powerful they dressed in magnificent clothing and perhaps you know these people would look at these pharisees and dream of being like them wishing that they had money like them wishing that they had the power and the prestige of these pharisees these religious leaders instead of struggling to make it on a daily basis and we do the same thing that, that that's why this makes the, the bible is just so relevant to us today people think well it's old it's outdated it's 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 you know this is 2022 and we we, we don't need the bible anymore it, it, it's not relevant anymore it's very relevant because these people are just like you and me. Um, because we do the same exact thing. We, we, we may not look to religious leaders, but, uh, uh, and, you know, and wish we were like them and have the power and the prestige and the money because we don't have Pharisees today here, uh, especially in the United States. But we do have um, athletes very very rich athletes and I mean you think about I'm not exactly sure about football but I know baseball players their their contracts are guaranteed and it's millions upon millions upon me I mean like three or four hundred million dollars to play so many years and it's in in if they get hurt or if they you know whatever reason they can't play something comes up and they they can't play in a game they still get paid For that game, and and people have broken down these huge salaries into how much these these ball players, like football players and basketball players and and baseball players, how much they're getting paid per game, how much they're getting paid per inning, per, you know, whatever, per pitch, Uh, and it's a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, they're getting paid, well, I get paid in a year for, you know, one inning of baseball, or more than what I make in a year for uh, for one inning or or whatever uh, fill in the blank with whatever sport but but my point is we look to these we look to musicians and bands who are travel around and and, and and they got the power and the prestige and, and they got all this stuff and they, they they're getting millions of dollars off their albums because they can play an instrument um and they wrote a good song and people like their their music or we look to people in Hollywood, move uh in you know, the movie scene, the, the actresses and the actors who just make tons and tons of money because they can memorize some lines and and, and, and act in in front of a camera. Um so we don't really look to Pharisees and, and, and their power and prestige, but we do look to these athletes and to these actors and actresses and um uh, and, and musicians and bands and things like that we 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 look at these people and say man if if I only had their money if I only had their power if I only had their prestige life would if, you know if I could just be a rock star if I if I could just throw if I was just good at sports if I could act like so and so I would be rich I, and my my life would be much easier I would have nicer clothes I would have a nice car I would have a big house cuz you I mean you see what these pe- how these people live Um, and, and, and we strive or we look at these people and say, Oh, I wish I could be like them. And and we see, we see this, especially in the the younger generation. We, we, these people shape and mold our culture and, and, and people want to know what uh, this person is doing and what this person is wearing so that they can be like them And you see people trying to be like these people. They they literally emulate these people uh, They imitate them in in their daily walk because they want to be like them they want to have that that money that power and that Prestige and they think if I could be like them life would be a lot easier and I could have all this nice stuff, but in reality You know what we really need is a roof over our head doesn't matter how big the house is we just need a roof over our head we just need a car that'll get us from point a to point b and we just need some clothes that 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 where we ain't running around naked you know and people can see uh you know see our body parts because nobody wants to see that um if you think about it, a, a $3 shirt, and I've got some in my closet. Yes, I paid $3. I think they're Fruity Little Loom t-shirts. Um But a $3 t-shirt will cover my body just as good as a $100 shirt um would. Um But people want the $100 shirt because it, it gets them attention. Um I remember when I was a, a, a teenager I was just talking about this yesterday actually with one of my stores Uh, we were talking this guy had on a pair of Jordan uh, Air Jordans and I was asking him about his shoes and and I said dude I had the very first pair of the Air Jordan when when they came out I was in junior high back in the 80s and uh, I was showing him some pictures from my Instagram of my shoes and and the Air Jordan clothing line that I wore Um, and i think back then those shoes were like a hundred bucks and that was a lot of money back in the 80s uh but i had a pair and and you know and, and shirts the, the these uh the clothing line and I, I think i've got a shirt a air jordan shirt uh it's got the blue label uh nike shirt uh, and i think it's worth like six hundred dollars and i still have it from my junior high days but a pair of jordans now am what three hundred dollars to three hundred dollars i mean shoes are just off the you know off the chart everything is going up everything is so expensive but my point is you know a five dollar ten dollar pair of shoes from walmart or a department store will cover our feet just as good as a pair of jordans or whatever high dollar shoe that a person wears i i that's not in my 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 world so i i don't even know what stuff like that costs matter of fact i just bought two pair of shoes and a lot of clothes from uh, uh carm and goodwill um uh, which are thrift stores i love thrift stores i, I buy most of my clothes 90 percent of my clothes come from from thrift stores but we we what ends up happening is we we set our minds and this is the point i'm trying to make that we set our minds on these bigger and better things and these, these these bigger and better things, that we forget that they're just stuff, and and that this stuff is only temporary. And this is why Jesus said to focus. This uh, is what he said just uh, prior to, to this. We've already covered this in a previous podcast, but he says, "Focus your treasures in heaven and not on earth, because wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is also." Um and. But what we want to do is focus on this bigger and better stuff. And so what ends up happening is we work extra hours. We get a second job. Both mom and dad are working just to try and keep up with the payments. Um, We buy stuff on credit uh, and we pay ridiculous amounts of interest on these on these credit cards. And we've got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of, 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 of credit cards uh, the debt on these credit cards is crazy. Um, we can barely make the minimum payments and sometimes we have to juggle which bill we're going to pay and which bill is not going to get paid this month because we just don't make enough money to pay all of our bills because we've gotten in so much debt and we can't pay them all. Um, and what happens is, and this is exactly what Jesus is talking about, we have become enslaved to money and, 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 We get in this, we get into this debt, so much debt, and we're working so much to pay our debt. And what happens is that debt and money becomes our focus because we gotta have so much money to, to pay these bills that we have acquired by buying a bunch of stuff that we wanted, not what we needed. Um, we wanted the bigger and the better stuff. We wanted the power and the prestige. We wanted it to. We wanted the attention that that comes with these things. The power and the prestige. We want people to say, "Look at, look at so and so boy. They, they, they're wearing this. They're wearing there. They're driving this. Look at their house. I mean, they got money. We, we need to hang around them. We we need to be like them. And so that becomes our focus. All the while, while God is up there saying. Why are you doing this what 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 good is it doing you what matter of fact, when are you going to spend some time with me because you're working all the time, and if you're not working, you're too tired from working and you're not spending any time with me and i I, I want you to listen again to what Jesus says. He says, "No one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved." money. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you say that you hate God? Are you kidding me? I would never say I hate God. That, that would probably be your response. At least I would I would hope that would be your response. But But Jesus says that our actions will show what we are devoted to. And if we are devoted to money, then we hate God. That's exactly what Jesus said. We cannot serve God and money. And I I know that is true. I know you would never say you hate God. But we could take a look at your checkbook. Well, does people use checks anymore? My my son got on me a day because I I had to write a check. No, my my checkbook got stolen out of my my Tahoe. He had driven my Tahoe to Cincinnati uh, to a job that he had up there. And somebody broke into it and stole my checkbook and he's like dad who 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 even writes checks anymore? Why do you have a checkbook uh, but if we looked at your bank statements, how's that if we looked at your bank statements from where you've been using that little plastic card to pay for stuff we would we we could see your your uh what you're devoted to or what I'm devoted to, what we are devoted to, and that bank statement would say. Whether we are devoted to money or whether we are devoted to God. Jesus said you can't have it both ways. You can't serve two masters. You're either devoted to God or you're devoted to money. And I dare say we would never, ever say we hate God. But you know what? That bank statement says it for us. Whether we hate God or love God. Whether we're devoted to money or whether we're devoted God we cannot serve money and God and I know this is strong it's strong stuff but that is what Jesus says <clears throat> that's what Jesus says and that's why he goes into this tangent about trying to acquire a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter and it's not important when it comes to the kingdom of God and we just talked about in the previous podcast that we we're to be upward focused and that our treasures are to be in heaven and it, and if our hearts are are focused on god if we're up if god has our hearts and we're upward focused and our treasures are in heaven and not on this earth then we don't we we won't care what kind of car we drive we won't care what kind of clothes we wear we won't care how big our house is we we won't care about how much money is in our bank account in fact what we will care about is other people and 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 we'll give the people in need we'll give them the clothes off our back because we don't we didn't pay a whole lot of money for them and, and and they're not important to us. It's just stuff. Stuff that can be burned today. It they, they can be stolen today. They can they can uh, rust in a amount of time. This this stuff is on this earth is all just temporary. We cannot even take it with us when we take our last breath. It's gonna be left behind for other people to enjoy. Um and so God wants our hearts and we're to be upward focused. And if, 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 if we are, um, if we are after God, if we are, if we are upward focused, then He wants us to put our trust in Him and not money. And we can look at our bank accounts and see where our trust is. We can see how many jobs we are working, how many hours a week we are working, how much money we are making just to try and keep up with these bills that we have acquired from buying all this expensive stuff that we really couldn't afford in the first place. Um, And so God is after our hearts and he wants us to put our trust in him and not money. Yes, we need money to live. I understand that. But there's a huge difference, a huge difference and working to make enough money to buy what we need and working so much and so many hours to make money to buy things that we want, these extravagant things. Because if you think about it, a Pinto, that's why I used to have my first car was a 78 Pinto, silver with a black stripe, freshly painted. A Pinto will get you to the same destination as a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. But people buy these expensive sports cars and, and expense, ex, expensive luxury cars. Um, like I said, a while I go, a $10 pair of shoes from the department store will cover your feet just as good as a $200 pair of shoes or a $300 pair of shoes. Clothes from a thrift store that cost a few bucks and slightly used will cover your body just as good as those expensive clothes. Um, that we buy from these expensive clothing stores or have even tailor made clothing and 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 don't misunderstand what i'm saying i'm not saying that it's a sin to have nice things it's not a sin to have nice things and obviously i mean just look around there's people who are blessed to have a lot of money um and they can afford the nicer things in life and that's awesome And, and you know you're blessed and and be thankful for that but If these things that we own and cherish become the driving force of our lives, if we're serving them these things because of money and not God. So let me ask you this. Here's, here's Here's a good example. How many times a week do you wash your car? In a week's time. How many times do you wash your car? How many times do you wash your truck in just one week? Because one of the, the, reason why I ask that is because one of the biggest things right now here in Maryville are car washes. They're, they're, they're building car washes all over town. And the, these car washes, uh, you can buy unlimited washes per month. And there's, there's actually people that are buying these unlimited washes and they're washing their car every day. I think I, I, I own a 2008 Tahoe. It's paid for it actually has a new engine or a newer engine and a new transmission because i burnt the other one up pulling a trailer for my my business but so it's kind of like a new tahoe um it's paid for it it, it it gets me to where i need to go and i may wash it once or twice a year that's it because i don't care it's not important to me it's just a car But there are literally people that wash their car more times in a week than they pray to God in a week. There, There's people that literally wash their car more times in a week than they open up the Word of God and read in a week. And they may go to a church service, one church service in a week's time and be a little bit involved give a little bit of money if that and uh listen to a preacher and then go home and never think about god again but yet they're washing their car on a daily basis and if you were to ask these people if they love god or hate god you know what they're going to say oh i love god i love god And this is what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about priorities. He's talking about our focus. He's talking about our hearts. Because what happens is our priorities, they get out of order quickly and easily. God has to be the absolute top priority in our lives. He has to be first. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And anything that we put before God becomes an idol they they, they become something that we worship. And we can look at our bank accounts. We can look at our lives and, and see where our focus is and see what has become an idol to see what has. And it could be our kids. It could be all kinds of stuff we put before God. But God has to be the absolute number one priority in our lives, not a, bu- a bunch of stuff that can easily be taken in a blink of an eye. So, I want to read what Jesus said one more time before we end the podcast. When he says to his disciples, he says, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Don't worry about it. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Yeah, life is way deeper than this material stuff that can be gone in the blink of an eye. He says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. See, God takes care of those birds. is what he's saying. They're not worried about anything. God feeds them. Aren't you far more valuable to him? Aren't you more valuable to God than a bird? That's what Jesus says. Yes, we are. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? No. So why worry about your clothing? Who cares what name brand you're wearing? Who who cares how much your clothes cost or if it come from a thrift store? Well, there are people that care because that's what their life is focused around. But they shouldn't. Why are you worried about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. So why do you have so little faith? Why, why are you putting your trust in the money and buying all this stuff and storing up for yourself, buying this expensive stuff? Don't you have faith in God? That's what Jesus is saying. Don't you have faith in God that he's going to take care of? He's going to provide for you what you need? Not what you want, but what you need. So don't worry about these things Jesus said, saying, what will we eat, what will we drink, or what will we wear? And here's his key point right here, verse 32. These things dominate not, not the thoughts of believers, not the people who are following Jesus, not the people who are, are, are focused on God. These these things like what these things that we eat, these things that we drink, these things that we wear, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, not believers. Jesus said, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs, not your wants and your desires, but he already knows your needs and listen to what Jesus says in verse thirty three and here's the priority part here's the focus part, here's the heart part jesus says seek the kingdom of god above all else above all else above money above riches above treasures above these things that you know we are all focused on of having bigger and better seek the kingdom of god above all else let your hearts be focused on god let your uh, focus be on God let God be your top priority the kingdom of God seek the kingdom of God above all else and he says and live righteously and he's telling us how to do that he's telling his disciples how to live a righteous life a, a righteous life that it sees that of the Pharisees seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and God will give you everything you need. Now, we either believe that or we don't. And Jesus says, if your focus is somewhere else, you don't don't love God, you hate God. And that's strong words coming from the mouth of Jesus. And we would never say that we hate God, but yet, what, what does our life show? It's all about priority. It's all about our focus. It's all about our heart that's what Jesus is after where where does God fit in where is God in in our list of priorities he better be top he better be first priority where is God in our lives are we focused on God or are we focused on stuff that is going on around us are we focused on money because we got to have it to to pay these bills that we have acquired because of the, the choices that we've made where does God fit in is he our top priority? Is God the focus of our life? Does everything we do, every decision that we make, do they revolve around God? Does God have our hearts? If he does, then, then people should be able to look at our life and tell it. So a question I want to end with today is this. What do people see when they look at you? Do they see a Pharisee who looks the part, sounds the part, or do they see Jesus? God bless you. Thank you for listening today. And keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro, off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.